Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren, a How I Met Your Mother podcast. I am your host, Josh. Right here with me is my fellow mother lover, John. How you doing, bro? What's up, mother lover? I'm doing <laughs> pretty it. well. How about you? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, excited to talk about this episode, uh, especially after getting a chance to go through the last one. It feels like so long since we talked about the wedding. I know it's been it's been so long, so long that I was able to wash and wear the exact same shirt. I was going to say <laughs> for those of you who don't understand that little bit of a joke, we <laughs> literally just wrapped yeah. recording the wedding. And yeah. what we do is we record a bunch of these and then just release them every Monday. So yes, we literally just talked about the wedding. Yes. So uh, it's it's exciting. I hope you guys listened to that episode and are ready to jump into season one, episode thirteen. Drum roll, please. Now let me guess. This episode was written by Pamela Fryman. Wrong. It was directed by Pamela Fryman. Oh, that's all. <laughs> Uh, but before we get to that, John, uh, drumroll, please, was released on January 23rd of 2006. Now, what I found interesting about this is that even though, later. yeah, even though the wedding and drumroll, please, uh, please, are essentially a two-part episode, it did not air until two weeks later. They took That's, a they took oh, a week man. off. I don't know why, um, but but they did. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but yes, directed by Pamela Fryman, written by someone who we have seen uh, have seen her work before, Gloria Calderon Collette. This is her second episode of five total uh, throughout the first three seasons. Uh, her first episode that she did this season was The Duel. So oh, okay. See that one, uh, and she ends her stint on the show with uh, an episode that I really enjoy, How I Met Everyone Else, in season three. So uh, we get to look forward to that one. I, I I really dig that episode. We get to find out some cool stuff about the rest of the gang. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. The summary for this episode: Ted falls for a girl he meets at a wedding, but has no way of finding her again the next day. Robin confronts her feelings for Ted, and Marshall obsesses over some wedding cake. It's true. This is another reason, John, <coughs> why I consider myself Marshall. Yes. Because I would 100% be all about the cake. There are so many things about this episode that foreshadow who Victoria turns out to be. Yeah. One, I really thought about it when I was watching this episode. And Marshall has an obscene obsession with the cake. Yeah. And, like, the whole time I'm like, there has to be a reason why the cake was such a big reference at the beginning. Yeah. And then, obviously, you know, we know where it ends up at the end and everything. But I'm like... It, it kind of takes away from who she is at the end because he obsesses about it so hard at the very beginning. Yeah, but the thing is, if you've never seen it, you're not thinking that. True. And it just kind of it kind of makes it hit harder at the end. True. We've been, also, we've been talking about this, the baker and the cake <laughs> and all this stuff. The true. Whole yeah. There, there's one other thing about this episode that really bugs me, and I'll, I'll talk about it now so that I don't have to take away from it so much when we get to that part of the episode. Okay. So later on in the episode, we find out that, you know, Robin sneaks into the wedding to try and surprise Ted. How the fuck does she get into the wedding? Yeah, I mean, well, it's technically the reception. True, but but... still, like... 
you would think that with a four hundred thousand dollar wedding, there would be some security. There, I mean, you know? something. She's clearly not on the guest list. She has no invitation. Yeah. And to our knowledge, she doesn't actually know Claudia or Stuart. Actually, so, she should be on the list. True. You're because right. Claudia, be, yeah. Claudia did agree to it. And so, theoretically, that should mean that she had, that Ted had to give her her name. May, I mean, so, true. Maybe. Maybe. But they don't ever actually explain. It just says she shows up, which will yeah. Which we'll it get just kind of took me by surprise that you know because I hadn't really thought about that until I was watching this episode again. And you know she's like, oh, I know who it is, and then she explains how she yeah, she yeah. re returns essentially. That's true. Yeah. And but I was just like, huh. But we'll get to all that. We'll get to yeah. all that. Uh, I do have a few side notes here uh, on the DVD. There is an audio commentary for this episode. Uh, it is uh, done with the creators, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, as well as uh, John's favorite person, director Pamela Fryman. Woo! <laughs> uh, in, in that commentary, they reveal a few things. They reveal that uh, in that uh, opening wedding photo montage thing that they do, uh, like all like the random people getting married, the second picture is actually of the series creator, Craig Thomas, and his wife, who apparently Marshall and Lily are based on. That's actually really cool. Which I thought was pretty neat. Um, there was also apparently an entire scene of Ted and Victoria like at the wedding bar talking and stuff that was that was cut out. And it led me to start like digging around for deleted scenes. And you cannot find How I Met Your Mother deleted scenes outside of season nine. Oh, wow. I don't know why. I cannot they're not on the dvd and i could not find them anywhere on online wow so so if anybody out there has a secret hidden stash of how i met your mother deleted scenes hook us up because i needs to see some that would be Uh, really cool yeah uh they also reveal that uh because apparently the show was airing kind of later in the evening i'm assuming at like the nine o'clock slot yeah during season one in season two, it switches apparently to the eight o'clock slot and they can't show as much as drinking. So there's like a lot of drinking going oh. on this first season. And that kind of stops at, when they get moved to eight o'clock. That makes a lot of sense because, because of the sensors and stuff. I found that interesting. And it's something I'm definitely going to be like looking at for the rest of season one. And then into season two to see that difference. I'm, I'm really interested in that. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. We, we went two whole episodes and I did not look at a single clock in the apartment. I don't even oh, know. If we, shit. Yeah. I don't know if we. I don't know if they showed the clock, but I did not look to see if it if it said four twenty. But uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'll remember the next time. All right. So the episode starts off where uh, the previous episode ended, though continuity wise, it does not fit. I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, at the end of the first episode, it's Ted and Barney just at the table. Yep. And he see, he looks and he sees Victoria. Okay. Yep. Here we've got Ted and Barney sitting in front of the table, but Barney is chatting up a girl. That girl was yeah. not there. I was gonna say. And and Marshall and Lily are sitting at the table. Oh, I don't think I noticed Marshall and Lily. Oh yeah, man. Go back and watch. Marshall and Lily are sitting back eating cake. Huh. And Marshall is putting on the a fucking like Emmy award-winning performance back there just like oh hamming it up like mm, fucking you know what i mean 
he is he's showing you how much he loves the cake before <laughs> he ever says how much he loves the cake. Fair. Yeah, it's fantastic. I didn't catch it until I watched it the second time. And I was like, because like I was I was like annoyed with the fact that they were even sitting there. Cause I'm like, why are they there? They shouldn't be there. They weren't there at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Well, you know, why are they there uh, there now? And so I didn't even notice that what they were doing. And so when I saw when I watched it again, I was like, wow, he's really like he's he he's he is in love with that cake. <laughs> it's, it's it's fantastic. Um and uh, yeah, and as we talked last, a little bit in the last episode, uh that kind of becomes a trend. You know, the whole him and the cake thing. Yes. It becomes a it becomes a trend uh throughout that. Uh so then we see you know, we see Ted, he sees Victoria, we get that little kind of moment that we got at the end of the wedding. And uh, again, you know, you, you, it's a little bit different. You get a different look from from Ted. He's like, got a drink in his hand, a little bit different. But uh, it starts everything off. We get Victoria, and we flash to the next morning. Back at the apartment, Lily asks Ted, uh, you know, where he disappeared to all night. And Marshall is raving about the cake. Oh, uh, already, yeah. And, and this and this is when Ted says that he had the most amazing night ever. It was the best night ever. That's a different episode, folks. Hope, <laughs> you, hope you're excited for that one when it comes up. <laughs> that literally just popped into my head. I wasn't planning that. You gotta love improv, folks. <laughs> uh, so. After he says this, we flash back to the wedding, or I guess technically the rece- the reception. But I'm I'm probably going to call it the wedding. Uh, Ted is talking to Victoria. They decide to make <laughs> this the most memorable night. They choose to dance and laugh and be together. But at the end of the night, never see each other again. Never There's see each other again. No sex. No names. Nothing like that. She she calls herself Buttercup. Ted calls himself Lando Calrissian. Okay. Now here, before we go further than that, before we go any further than that, okay, if you can pick any fucking name ever. <laughs> why do you pick a lying turncoat like Lando Calrissian? Because he's smooth, baby. He's the smoothest <laughs> one fucking solo. <laughs> That's With true. I think I would. Vulcan. I think I would. You know what? I'd probably just be like, "You can call me Chewy." <laughs> did you know that the Millennium Falcon can make the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs? I did. What can Lando do? Nothing. Um, he can lose at a game of cards because that's how Han got that ship. <laughs> you you can call me Darth Vader because we're gonna get in my Tide Fighter and go blow some shit up. Oh yeah. Definitely gonna Ooh, do that. You can call me Darth Vader because we're gonna go blow up all the wrong places. Bam! All right. <laughs> so uh, yes, Lando Calrissian is his name, uh, but not for long because Barney comes right up, blows yeah, his whole spot Ted, up. Ted, 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 Ted. Look, uh, look, bridesmaid, bridesmaid. I got the second hottest bridesmaid. Second hottest bridesmaid. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. That I will talk about in the blog uh, later on, because uh, like when when uh, when he says that, I'm like, why would he say that in front of her? 
And there's a reason, which we'll yeah. we'll dive into. I just love how like Ted, 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 bridesmaid, bridesmaid. I got I got the second hottest bridesmaid. She didn't seem phased by it at no, all. No, not at all. Not not at all. Uh, then uh, we go back to the apartment. Lily and Marshall think the whole idea of this of this you know not uh, knowing each other's names or, or and not <laughs> never seeing each other again after that one night. They think it's stupid. It's stupid. Mar- and then Marshall rants about the cake some more. Yeah, because you know, you know it's all about the cake. It's all about the cake, baby. It's all. It's all I got. Doesn't rhyme with Pentium, so I'm sorry, folks. Kids, back in the day, there there was a song called "All About the Benjamins" that a, a somebody named Weird Al did a cover of <laughs> called "All About the Pentiums." A Pentium is is a chip in a computer. He talks about a lot of things that you may not understand, but if you need help, you can reach out to at last call H I M Y M. I'll help you out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and fit a, a you kids uh thing in every episode if I can, man. I'm gonna try. <laughs> oh kids, guess what? Let me let Uncle Josh tell you a story. I feel like future Ted, you know, every time I do it. <laughs> kids, this is this is what happened. This is this is this is something that happened a long time oh, ago. Oh fuck! And kids, if you don't know who Weird Al Yankovich is, oh, yeah. man, you're missing some good music. You are missing some good shit. He also uh, does a really good Star Wars song. That's you true. Check it out. That's true. Uh, Weird Al comes back a couple of times. Comes up a few times in the show, right? Yes, he does. I, I feel like it does come up a few um, times. More towards the later uh, side of the series, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah. Uh, so back at the wedding, uh, Ted grabs some champagne and some glasses. You know, he's being, you know, he is, Ted charm is in full effect here. Yeah, but not the creeper Ted charm like we've seen no. in a couple of episodes. This is like legit, like, mm-hmm. Ted is like, like when he does the super date with Stella, this oh, yeah. is that. Oh, yeah, this man. This is that focus where like Ted is like. This is Ain't nobody prime. fucking stopping him. This is prime Ted Charm. Like this is that pure uncut shit that you Hell put yeah. it up your nose and it gets you high in a second. Like you remember the date he plans for Barney that Barney ends up giving Robin and um oh fuck I forget who she let goes on the date with. Yeah, that's the super date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super date. Super date. And it's it's her her like colleague from work. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Don. Don, that's his name. Yeah, because Don yeah. doesn't wear pants. Don, yeah, and, and the, so like there's there's that there's so there's this date, there's the super date, and there's also the two minute date that he yeah. does with Stella. You know, the, Ted has this ability to really be like this amazingly sweet, thoughtful guy. Yeah, and then he has those tendencies where he just wants to act like Barney. Yeah. You know, and it so is, it's like, it is. Oh, oh, you ready for this? Because I can, I, I'm going to do my side of this for a minute. Okay. This is Ted when he wants to be a normal good guy. For those uh, on the podcast, uh, John is holding up a coin. And this is Ted when he decides he wants to be Barney. Now, for those of you who don't get the reference, because I definitely <laughs> took it off the screen for a second, this is a two sided um, coin. coin. It's a two-headed coin, and it's Two-Face's coin. And I'm saying that because 
yeah, Ted has these sweet, caring moments, and then sometimes he just thinks with his dick. Yep. And this is one of those few times where you get genuine loving Ted, and I'm honestly like very jealous because I I don't have the ability to plan dates like that. Oh, dude, yeah, he he has amazing creativity when it comes to planning dates when he yeah. wants to. You know, it's like it's like how creative Barney gets with plays. Yeah, Ted, Ted could make a quote unquote playbook about dates. He could. He could. I really Honestly, believe he could. I, I know you just talked about it, but that two minute date he does with Stella. <laughs> yeah, that by far took so much planning and so much like ahead of time shit that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. That is yeah. an amazing fucking two minutes. Oh, yeah. Done it, it in was, real time, too. It was perfect, you know? And and it proved to me that, like, there are times where it's like, Ted, you're a fucking dick. Yes. You know, there, there are so many times. But that proved to me that he was way too good for Stella. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, we'll get there. <laughs> Back to the drum roll. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so like I said, he uh, he grabs the champagne and a couple of glasses. They run off, but before they do, Victoria grabs the bouquet, and they need a distraction. So yep. Ted calls for kiss, 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 and they take off, and nobody else seems to uh, care that you know she's obviously got the bouquet. No. Also, how shitty are the bartenders that he grabbed an entire bottle of champagne and two glasses yep. and no one noticed? Maybe it's like an open bar and like you're allowed to. I don't Maybe. know. I mean, a $400,000 wedding, it better be an open bar. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It better be an open That's bar. That's just like, oh, <clears throat> yoink. Uh, this is for the table, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, back at the apartment, we see, you know, Lily applauds Victoria for, for taking the bouquet because she thinks, you know, it's like a, it's an archaic uh, a tradition, but she's still going to use it because she's going to make them die for that shit, bitches. Fight, bitches. Yep. She's going to throw that bomb right into the center. You, you know what the sad part is? Is I'm, I'm going to make another Batman <laughs> reference here, but when she makes this joke, all I can picture is the scene in Dark Knight where uh, Joker snaps the pool cue in half mm-hmm. and he drops a piece on the floor and he's like, you know, you guys fight. I'm going to, you know, take the person who survives. Oh, yeah. Group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I'm yeah, like, dude. I, that's I agree. What fighting over the bouquet is like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we then get to see Ted and Victoria. They're off somewhere, you know, some other room in this uh, like hotel or whatever it is, whatever this place oh, is that they're we, in. We missed an entire thing at the beginning that I thought was really funny too. Before we go further here, okay. When he's talking about putting the moves on her. And she's like, oh, these aren't the moves. And he's like, no, these aren't the moves. If I oh. put the moves on you, people. And she makes a joke that she tap dances. And yes, she goes, that's right. If I tap dance for you, you'd be down on bended knee. Yeah. And Ted goes, sadly, not out of character for me. Yes. And I fucking, I know that line is there and I've used that line. <laughs> and Oh my fucking god! I, again, I died laughing on my couch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then when we get back to this scene, like fast forward back up to this moment, yeah. he's playing the piano and she's like dancing. Yeah. And I'm like, dancing. I almost expected them to go back over to Ted and being like, "Would you marry me?" Yeah, I know. Seriously, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, that's a great moment and it, yeah, it ties directly in to right here because yeah, she's attempting to tap dance yes uh, and uh, then she sits down next to him on the piano bench and there's so much 
sexual tension. So much. Between, like, not just in the show, but these two actors have amazing chemistry. Yeah, no, no doubt. so fantastic. I absolutely uh, loved the the two of them working together. It's one of the few times in this series that I'm actually very jealous of Josh Radner. I know, right? Because, I mean, I would love to have been sitting there with her being just looking into her eyes. Like, Ashley Williams is by far one of the hottest, most underutilized actresses ever. I hundred percent agree. Uh, they then lean in to kiss, but she stops. She does. She, she says, "If they kiss, then that spell is broken." Nope. And she and she makes she 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 says a line here that I thought was hilarious because it it comes back later on. She she makes the comment, "You might use too much tongue. I might use too little tongue." You might use too much tongue essentially much comes tongue back there. because of the too much tongue guy later on. When, I thought uh, the same thing. Yeah, when it's revealed I'm too much that, tongue uh, guy. that Ted and Lily may or may not have kissed uh, the first day uh, that yep. they met. Um, too much tongue guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's just a thing that, you know, they, you know, like a line that they put in here and they decided later on, they're like, we're going to, yeah. we're going to use this and put it and do something with it. But no matter what the reason, I thought it was fantastic. Oh, it, it was it's a great reference. And I thought the same thing when she said it. Yeah. I was like, ha, ah, too much tongue guy. It's just like in the last episode with the, the crazy hot scale yeah. reference. Another good reference that ties to a later episode. Uh, it's just absolutely it's, doing this podcast has really made me appreciate the show more and the nuance that, that it has had throughout. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, and so this whole, whole thing leads her to suggesting uh, what is being referred to as the drum roll, it's where we get the title from, and it's the lead up to the kiss, but without the kiss. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the drum roll is hot, man. Like, I, I've done that before. Um, it is extremely hot. It's very hard to not go farther. You know what I mean? It really is. Um I don't know about you. I think it's it. I I would totally do a drum roll with her. Have I had that moment? No, I've had it twice, where the build up to the the kiss was just so fucking hot. Yeah, but yeah, I'll tell. Yeah, I don't want to share that story. So no, that's totally fine. I'm keep that. I'll share it with you off air. But right now, no, I don't want to share that one. <laughs> but just knowing, you know, like that that is a thing, and. uh at last call, H-I-M-Y-M. Share your stories of your drum rolls. Yeah, we want to hear, hear about hear. your stories. And then maybe if you guys give us, you know what, this will go to a, a future episode as well. You tell us enough stories, maybe I'll share my story. There you go. There you go. All right, so again, Lily and Marshall think this whole thing is a dumb idea. Ted tries to convince himself that, you know, it was perfect. You know, they, they had this perfect moment. But he realizes <coughs> he needs to find this girl. He needs to find her. They connected on every level. He can't. He can't let this let this go. Actually, this is where one of my favorite Marshall moments happens. Yeah. This is the one point about the cake reference that I don't mind because okay. it fits here. And this is where he's like, "Ted, how can I explain this to you? Last night I had the best cake of my life, and if you think I'm going to let that go." You're wrong. And Ted's like, oh, my God, I have to find her. Yeah. And it's like, 
It took Marshall referencing the cake for like the hundred thousandth time for you to realize what you had with Victoria is yeah. what you've wanted all along. Ted, you fucking asshole, pull your head out of your fucking ass and go find her. Right? Just go, man. Uh, but he doesn't know much about her. He knows her name is Victoria. And that's pretty much it. You know, but there's that's, people who do know. That's right. Ted says he has one option. Call Claudia. But she's on vacation or on her honeymoon. Uh, isn't going to be back for two weeks. Yep. Ted's like... I'm still going to call her. I'm still going to call. Yep. And I'm like, wow, that's... Cause I, I thought about this when we when I was watching the episode today. Yeah. Lily's like, you know, they're on their honeymoon. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to call him anyway. And I'm like, you literally almost broke up the wedding. Yeah. And then you're really going to make this phone call now? Yeah. Like, Ted, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> and I get it. Victoria is well worth the wanting to yeah. find... But you're really going to start with the bride and groom. Just imagine, though, how different it, things would probably have been if he had waited two weeks. Like, I don't think. I mean, I don't yeah. think it would have. I don't think it would have really. I mean, I guess it's possible that you know she would have waited. Uh, who knows? Maybe she would have found him. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, she. I they, he definitely found her faster than he found the slutty pumpkin. Dude, a hundred percent. Like, I don't know how he, I mean, if he had that kind of drive to find, like, when he was looking for the slutty pumpkin, he would have found her, you know? Absolutely. It, it was like, what, four years later, five years later, or whatever? <laughs> Something like that. It's like, damn, bro. Apparently, he didn't really want to find her. Because, again, that was another one of those, like, almost, like, perfect moments for him. Yep. You know? And I think deep down, he didn't want to find her. No, because not at all. He I wanted to find the concept of her. He because, didn't actually want to find her. I don't think they had that really. I think he knew that there was, that connection really wasn't there. But the moment that they shared was fantastic. And so I think he never really looked that hard for her. That's well, why all he ever did was once a year, he'd go up on the roof with the same costume. Well, I mean, their, their, their encounter was a very... I want to call it superficial, but I'm not 100% sure that's the word that I would want to use. Yeah, but I, it's, think, it's I think that's a fits. superficial meeting where, like, they yeah. really didn't get much interaction time. Yeah, they talked a little bit. You fell for the fact that she was drinking this really cool mixture. And he never juice. saw her face, right? No, he saw her face. It was open. No, because they make this, like, how do you even oh, know it was yeah. a girl? But, yeah. and, and then he says that the pumpkin is cut in strategic places. Yeah. So like the only reason he knew he was a girl is because he could essentially see her boobs. True. Yeah. I don't I think she had like a like a covering or something on her she face. She had to have had something. Well, when we only see it, we see her from the back. Yeah. So like we don't really ever get to see her face, but when we were revealed to see the costume later on on the the mannequin outside the store, it's got a fully visible face. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe she oh, had yeah. something on. Maybe she had like a mask. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, according to them, the way they present it, he doesn't even know what she looked like. So huh. yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting concept. What we're talking about though, that's true. Uh, so Ted calls Claudia and Stewart. They're at the airport, and when Ted uh, begins to ask, you know, he he he's trying to find this girl. Claudia just like kind of stops him in his tracks and he just can't believe he's asking for some other girls information after everything he pulled in the previous episode with the I mean the she has every right thing. at this point to give him shit. Oh yeah man he almost cost them their their 
fucking ro- entire relationship yeah. over a girl that didn't show up, and now he's pining after some other girl. Like he moved on super quick. Yeah, it's, it's, he even says that he's like, "I moved on, I moved on." Yeah, <laughs> so I totally get why she's uh, why she's not a happy camper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she tells uh, she tells Ted there was no Victoria on the guest list, and hangs up on him. Just boom, done. Uh, and they assume that she must have used a, a second fake name. And Lily gives her credit for this at this point. Like Lily's like, yeah. that is smart. But I love Marshall's reaction. Maybe she's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and I think his argument here is really funny, too, because like he's like, well, maybe she's a ghost, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then she, Ted's like, that's, and she that's, why, that's why she didn't want to kiss, because then you'd yeah. go right through her. And then, like, Mar- like Ted says his side of the argument, and then he turns back to Marshall and goes, and she couldn't be a ghost. And Marshall's like, well, she picked up a beer, Ted. Of course she couldn't. She's no, a the, corporeal the, spirit. The, bu- the bouquet. She picked up Or the bouquet, bouquet. Yeah. yeah. She's a corporeal spirit. <laughs> I'm like, ah! I just love how, like, they're kind of sprinkling in Marshall's love of the supernatural. Yeah. You know, just, like, it's it popped up a few times now in this in the first season here. Uh, we're really getting a sense of, of Marshall's personality throughout these yeah. first. He's uh, one of the first, first people besides Ted who really gets, like, dove into. Yeah, you get a lot of character development with, with him. Like, I think, yeah, him and Ted are the most in this first season. Absolutely. I mean, you figure, like, we're introduced to Marshall's family and all that, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yep. You know, I mean, he is Ted's best friend. It's true, whether Barney likes to admit that or not. It's true. Uh, so, Ted realizes uh, that Victoria was sitting near some bridesmaids. And who do they know that was kind of hanging with bridesmaids? Barney. Barney. That's right. So, they give... Uh, Barney a call. He is in the middle of a massage, and it's a uh, like a, 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 a lady standing on him, on which I thought back. was which I thought was uh, interesting. Um, apparently, uh, during the audio commentary, uh, they revealed that the actress who was doing this apparently called like her entire family and was like, "I'm going to be on TV tonight." <laughs> And all you see is like from her knee down. I don't even think you see her knee. It's like from her no, shin, it's like her shin down. Her shin foot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. And she's like, apparently she she's like holding a bar so she can stand there. I'm curious if if that's how massage uh, people masseuses, whatever they're called, I don't know, uh, who do that type of massage. If they do use a bar, or if they're just they have that much balance that they can just do it. I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know. I'm, I've never been to one like that. I've only I've been to one massage in my life. It's the normal massage. Uh, I've never had them stand on me, so I I, I have no idea. What about you, John? You, you, you ever been to a massage? what? You ever had a massage? No, serious. Oh, no, you completely missed what I said. I did miss what you said. <laughs> I said, "Well, did you come, man, or what?" <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> and no, you just you don't just talk about stuff like that in public, man. And no, I have never actually been to a masseuse. Oh, I dude. had an offer from a masseuse to come and uh, try to get some of the tension out of my back. And yes, a happy ending was offered in that. <laughs> um, I will I will put that out there for the podcast. <laughs> a, uh, a happy ending was offered, and it was only going to cost me a hundred bucks. Fair enough. Uh, I, I mean. 
not including the happy ending. You should definitely go to a massage. Like yeah. a massage. I think, dude, it'd change your life. Man, you've gone 37 years without one. Let them freaking melt some of that tension away, dude. Just you'll be so relaxed. It'll it'll you probably fall asleep. I know you. You randomly just fall asleep in the middle of the day on the couch, anyways. So uh, I will tell you what, you'll probably be like just no. like gonked out. Get out there on the podcast. <laughs> right Josh on blast. Military rolled onto his keys. <laughs> it's true. It's true, and it hurt like a bitch. Anyways, ah <laughs> huh. oh, man. So, uh, like I said, Barney is in the middle of this massage. They ask uh, if, if, you know, if he will, if he, first they ask if he's got her number. Of course he does. Then they ask if he'll call her. And he's like, uh, no. And Ted says, why not? Then we get uh, something that I am not a fan of. They say, why not? That they hard cut to the bar. Everybody's there. And then he he answers that question. So it's like, did Barney say, meet me at the bar and I'll explain. Then they all got to the bar, ordered a round of drinks, drank some of those drinks. And then Barney jumped into the explanation because I don't like it. It bothered me. <laughs> That's fair. It was just an awkward scene change. I kind of get why they went that route, but I still, I, I don't know. I still, I feel like it should have just been, uh, Barney, uh, meet us at McLaren's, you know, we, we got to talk or something like that. And, or maybe they're just like, Barney, where are you? Uh, and he, he's like, I'm at the bar and they just go down there and start the conversation, you know, but I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Did it, did it bother you at all? Probably not, but I mean, not as much. I actually was bothered by something else in this episode, this part of the episode okay. for a completely stupid reason. What? So clearly the woman standing on Barney's back during this segment is white. Yeah. And she yells at him and he yells back at her in Mandarin. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. And I'm like, Huh. What was the fucking point in that? Like, yeah, she's like Barney, and she like steps on him, and he's like, he says something, yeah, and I'm like, he fucking yelled at her in Mandarin. She's white. Like, what's the fucking point in that? Yeah, and yeah, like, I, I don't know, didn't understand it, so I was a little taken back. I mean, by that. I un- I understand like the concept of it, but then you should have gotten like an Asian actress or something, yes. like, because that chick's. That chick's pale, man. Dude, she was white, white. That chick's pale, white. Like, I feel like there's no mistake in that. I'm just yeah, saying. Right. Um, so, like I said, we cut to the bar. Uh, they're all sitting there. Um, he he gives the explanation uh, of <laughs> again. I don't know why. Another thing. Why couldn't he have just explained it on the phone? Yeah, it, it, the whole thing just makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's it's but, pretty uh, much for when he decides he's actually going to cave and like call. Yeah. I did find out something interesting though uh, during the commentary, the audio commentary. You know how during that kind of explanation, uh, Barney makes that like whip sound. The yes, apparently that was a non-scripted improv by Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yeah, he also does it though while winking, and I thought that was yeah. impressive because he's like. Whoosh. Yeah, that, again, not scripted at all. That was just something that Neil Patrick Harris decided to do in the moment, and they kept it in there. 
I mean, that's very Barney-esque, though, so yeah, I mean, that yeah. works. Yeah, I, I love finding out stuff like that. That's, it's some of my favorite stuff. Um, so then Ted agrees to go with Barney to Foxy Boxing if he if he does this, if he calls <laughs> this bride's uh, bridesmaid for him. But uh, Ted, fo- you always say that Foxy Boxing is neither Foxy or real boxing. Yep. <laughs> I love that they have these, like, weird sports events. Yeah, you know, foxy boxing, wrestlers versus robot, or robots versus wrestlers. You know they have all these weird things that they do. Fuck, man, we got nothing. Like, no. there's never anything cool like that all around where we is, live. If robots versus wrestlers was a real thing. I'd have bought a ticket years ago. Fuck yeah. Now I understand they live in New York City. There's always something going on uh-huh. there. I get it. But yes, 100 percent, John. I would I would be at robots versus wrestlers every week if they had that. I shit. mean, shit, I'd be one of the wrestlers <laughs> fighting a robot. Absolutely, man. Can I program a robot? Sure, why not? I'll try. <laughs> so Barney calls, and uh, she asks him what shoes she was wearing. Barney, of course, does not think. Ted, he's like, he's a dude. He's not going to know what kind of shoes she's wearing. And Ted's like, well, actually. <laughs> and he does know. Uh, we flash back to the wedding. Ted uh, asks Victoria, what you know, What does she want to do? Just what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And she takes off her shoes, hands them to Ted, and then proceeds to do a cartwheel uh, you know, off screen. And that's when we see the shoes for the first time. Uh, and Barney tells uh, the bridesmaid, whose name is uh, Tanya, we learn, uh, that she was wearing brown shoes with, with little snowflakes on them. Uh, but unfortunately, Tanya does not know who she is. Uh, then Barney, uh, you know, they start talking and he agrees to meet up with her. He tells her that, uh, uh, his, his, cause he, he tells her that he's going into the Peace Corps. Yeah. That's, that's his play. Um, and so he said, t- he says that his flight got pushed back a day. So he's able to, to meet up with her one more time, which I thought was, uh, interesting. Uh, and he of course has to cancel Foxy Boxing with Ted. So Ted takes this whole thing kind of as fate. You know that he's not supposed to find her. Yeah, that, that that's the that's the, a very Ted Mosby thing. Well, you know? I mean, he's always looking he for he's always looking for signs or fate or, or this, that, the other. He's he's always doing that. That that's true. But at least in this instant, this one time, yeah, I can agree with him. Yeah, because it was it was the perfect date. He had like the perfect like, like we know later on how it ended. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's like, you know, this is how it was supposed to be. This is what this was the agreement. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to find her ever again. That's why things were. It was the, it was the fail safes were yeah. set up so that each one of them wouldn't get hurt. Yeah, and exactly. it's at that moment where he's like, you know, like all I really know is her name. Who doesn't even think he knows her name? He knows her shoes and nothing else. Yeah. So at this point, he's like, well, it's fucking destiny. I'm not supposed to find her again. And then, yeah. go ahead, Judge. Well, and then we get back to the apartment. Robin stops by. Lily congratulates her on the anchor spot. We find out that Robin is the new substitute weekend anchor at Metro News One. And then Lily tells, rivers. and then Lily tells Robin the whole story. Yep. And Robin says she knows who she is. Yep. Yeah, we learned, this is where we learned that Robin showed up to the wedding reception to surprise Ted after the broadcast. 
and she sees Ted and Victoria in the midst of a drum roll. Yep. And that, I mean, I, we learn later on, obviously, we're, we're kind of getting there, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, that she still, she still has feelings for Ted. And that, like, knowing, like, knowing that she has feelings for Ted, you know, you know, as I've seen this episode before, um, just that moment of heartbreak for her. She goes in, she's super happy, and then she sees that, and just every, that, that whole expression just melts off her face. Colby does a great job she does. Uh, with this one. It just melts off her face. Um, she heads to the bathroom and just begins crying. Not something that you see from Robin Shrabowski often. It's very no. rare that you see her cry. Now, then, I'm not going to lie. This, this made me cry. Yeah. Like, going back and rewatching this episode, like, there's few things in the show that ever really break my heart, like, legit. Yes, I know where this show ends up in the end, people. I've watched (laughs) Hell I Met Your Mother a bunch of times. (laughs) But in this moment, knowing that Robin's like, you know, oh, man, I really feel for Ted. And then seeing that I've been the guy who finds the person he really, really loves. And then seeing that moment where that person is, like, falling for another person. And let me tell you something. That is a legit kick in the fucking balls. Yes, sir, it is. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we both know just how, how she's feeling uh, kind of in that moment. Um, and then in walks Victoria. But unbeknownst to Robin, she doesn't actually know that it's the girl that she just saw. Ted no, she only sees her to feet. kiss. Yeah, she sees her, her feet. She's trying to console uh, Robin through the door. Um, and like, yeah, like we just said, Robin sees the shoes. We get a, a, a clear shot of the brown shoes with the snowflakes. And then Lily comes to the conclusion that Robin has feelings for Ted. Yes. And this is the whole reason why she cried. You know, Robin tries to deny, to deny yeah, it. Yeah, she tries to deny it. You know, she, that's, she was that's naughty in everything. Yeah, she was. That's her thing. You know, she acts like, she's like, I don't know what my feelings are. And, and Lily's like, but you do know. <coughs> That's your feelings. You, know, you, you know, you saw Ted with another woman and you cried. That those are your feelings. You know what they are. Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 right there in front of your damn face. You just got to open your eyes. Um, and she finally admits it, though it doesn't really change her feelings on marriage or anything like that. So she knows, she knows that it, it's it's not gonna work. You know, it's like what can you do about it? You know, because Robin has always. For the most part, she's been a realist in this show. Yes. She like she continues to be. She was at the beginning, and that's really how she, her character plays throughout throughout the whole thing. She's yeah. very much a realist. Um, then uh, she goes to find Ted because she needs to make a choice. You know, she has to either decide is she going to tell him about her feelings, or is she going to tell him who Victoria is. I don't know. We're gonna. We're going to see what happens here soon. At the bar, Barney is telling the guys about his second night with Tanya and how he tricked her into giving him money. Dude's a, dude's a, a prostitute now. I was going to say, he got paid for sex. He's a prostitute. Yeah, he is, man. <laughs> totally. He has seemingly has zero problem with it. I love how, though, he takes and, like, as he's holding the money, he goes... Maybe I should send this to the Peace Corps. They've been real good to me lately. Yeah. And I was like, 
That's a little bit of a dick thing to say because they would get that money and have no idea what it was for. Yep. I mean, people. I'm sure people donate all the time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they get but, random anonymous donations, but like, yeah, <laughs> it's prostituted money. That's true, man. That's Barney's dirty cum money. That's on the internet now. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Uh, so Robin and Lily then arrive uh, at the bar, and Robin asks Ted if they can talk outside. Uh, he says, sure. They get up. But then uh, he just starts asking her what's up. I'm like, I'm like, dude, she said outside. Like, chill your dick, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you're really just going to make make her spill the tea in front of everybody? She said she wanted to talk outside. Yeah. But uh, they don't get to talk because uh, Ted's phone rings and it's Stuart. He's calling because Claudia wants to apologize for the way she acted on the phone previously. You know, Ted says, yeah, it's okay. Uh, And then he asks, uh, you know, who made the cake? Because Marshall's like, you'll ask her who made the cake. And... Claudia reveals that the baker from the was from a shop called the Buttercup Bakery. And that's when it clicks. We learn right then and there that Victoria was the baker all along, who yeah. made the cake that Marshall's been raving over all episode. Well, yeah, because uh, they're having that yeah. conversation. They're flashbacking with Robin in the bathroom. Yes. And it's revealed that, you know, as she's talking to Victoria, she's like, well, do you know the bride or the groom? And she's like, well, neither. I made the cake. I made the cake. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So Robin never gets to say, but we never f- get to find out what her decision is at that point. You know, nope. uh, we do get a decision, but we actually don't know what her decision was going to be. Cause I think it was, I, I think she was going to tell him about her feelings. I think she was too, but she made the mistake of letting him take the phone call. That's Cause true. I mean, she, she, he looked her dead in the face and he's like, it's Stuart. And she's like, We'll take the phone call. Yeah. Like, yeah. She knew what could result from this. Yep. Like, um, what I found funny about this, about the scene, uh, was that Claudia was calling to apologize because she hung up on Ted, like abruptly at the end of the phone call. And what does Ted do as soon as he realizes who Victoria is? He hangs up on her. True. Like, he doesn't say goodbye. He doesn't say thanks. Nothing. He just... I- Closes his phone, out. I've noticed that with a lot of the phone calls on this show, though. They don't really ever say goodbye or I'll talk to you that, later. That happens in TV, just in general. and It's it's, yeah. a pet, it's a pet peeve of mine. It's like, fucking say goodbye. Well, it's something. like in, in the episode before for the wedding, when Robin takes the phone call from uh, Metro World 1, oh, yeah. she's like, hello? <laughs> and then she's like, well, when do you... Oh, immediately. Like, they like cut her off, essentially, to be like, get here now. Yeah, it's like I wish phone calls and TV went more like real, where they're like, and "I'm going to yeah. use my cell phone for a second, but be like, hello, <laughs> oh hey, what's up? <clears throat> oh, you need me to come into work? Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's well. When do you need me? Oh shit, you need me that soon? Okay, well, I mean, like I could get dressed really quick and probably be there in about twenty. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I guess if I push it, I could be there a little sooner. I'll, I'll do my best. All right, all right, thanks, bye. <laughs> Boom. That took, like, less than a fucking minute, and it really doesn't, I mean, it's exposition, but it's important yeah. exposition. I think what it is, is it's, it is it is time, because even a minute is a lot in, 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 a, in a 22 minute episode. That is you know? true. 
I think that's I think that's why I, I really do. I think that's a big part of it. Is they they have to trim out a lot of random stuff to get it to an exact time. That when, is true. You know what I mean? You can't you can't be ten seconds over. You have to have an exact time when it comes to network television. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, Marshall is super excited that she's the baker, that she's the one who made the cake. Yes. And, and tells Ted that she you got to find this girl. You got to marry, marry her, her, and she's got to move in with us. Which I thought was because Lily's just like what? Yeah, <laughs> What's and I love here? how like they is like they all decide to go get her. Barney's like, and Ted, I can finally well, say this. You're- well, uh, you're skipping. You're skipping a very important oh, okay. part of this. Lily tries to stop him, knowing yes. that Robin has feelings, and she asks Robin to chime in. Yeah, R- Robin. Then he he turns to Robin, and she says, "Go get her." She makes her choice. In the moment. In the moment. Again, I don't think that was going to be her no. original choice. The I, heartbreak I in her face is she says, go get her. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it's she, she, she knows that she, she knows she has to let him go. Just like how, Bar, or how Ted let go of Robin. Yep. Now it's Robin's turn to let go of Ted. Yep. yep. They're idiots. And then we get to your scene. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to no. jump. So like, but it's I love a, how, because, like, everybody's, like, goes to rush out, and Barney's like, whoa, whoa, you know, I can finally say this, and you're going to do it. Suit up, bro. And Ted's like, yes. No. <laughs> and because then we go right back into a flashback. Yeah. And we're at the wedding. Everybody is gone. Ted and Victoria uh, enter the reception, and they have one last dance. Real quick, though, random. Like, I, I assume this random boombox is – for the the staff, because you know, like we worked at places where we're yeah. like you're closing up, you listen to music, but it wasn't on. No, so like, and why was it sitting there and not on? It on? And it's a slow song. Yeah, yeah, it's just like this random slow jam. I was like, yep, oh, okay, but I was like, whatever, you know, it's it's TV that you just got. Sometimes you just gotta let things go, I guess. <laughs> um, but then he reveals that uh, you know, I don't always look like this. You know, real Ted wears jeans and a. Sweatshirt with bleach stains on bleach, it. And I love that he used the word bleach stains because, yeah. like, that's it's very real. And she, she's like, she finds that sexy. But what I found funny was like, when the fuck does he ever wear something like that in other episodes? This is a guy when who he's typically wears blazers or pajamas. But that's it, though. When he's out in public, he's usually put together. Yeah. There are plenty of episodes where, though, where they're sitting around the apartment. And he is wearing like jeans and a zip up hoodie. I mean, I feel like usually it's like I don't think I've ever seen him in a bleach stained hoodie outside. Maybe, of this maybe not a bleach stained hoodie, but there are definitely plenty of times where I can at least recall him sitting around in like, like maybe not even jeans, but like just pants and a hoodie. Okay, I mean, I know that he do, he does wear a lot of like pajama pants yeah. when he's around, hanging around yeah. the house. In the commentary, they actually like talk about how they like to put them in in pajamas a lot. It's really funny. Like, I mean, Mar- it's- Marshall in the robe all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we cut back to the present and the gang, minus Robin, of course. Uh, they're all in a cab on their way to the bakery, and Ted is wearing the the outfit, the jeans, and the sweatshirt with the bleach stains. Yep. That was his way of suiting up for Victoria. Victoria. That was that was his suiting up. Now, so in a, a sense, thing, he did do that. There's a weird thing I noticed at this point where they pull up in front of the bakery. Before yeah. Ted gets out of the car, 
Go back and watch this moment specifically. Marshall's falling asleep in the back seat. Oh, was he? His head is literally like this with his eyes closed, and he's just kind of like, huh. And then, like, as, like, uh, he opens the door to get out, that's when Marshall's, like, head comes back up, and he's like, he's like give me a cupcake or whatever. Well, yeah. yeah, he's like, hey, give me a cupcake. Yeah. But, yeah, if you go back and watch, the like, the couple of seconds before Ted gets out of the car, his head is down with his eyes closed. Huh, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, we, like you said, we get there, Lily wishes Ted good luck, Marshall asks him to grab the cupcake, <laughs> all while, all while Ted is looking to have second thoughts, you know, then we see, you know, Ted and Victoria dancing, talking about the one big flaw in his plan, and that is, yeah, you know, you have this amazing memory, but it's going to be tainted by seeing her walk out the door. Yep. And she tells him to close his eyes and count to five. And he does. And when he opens them up, she's gone. She's gone. So that that memory can stay perfect. And now he's he's worried that he's going to ruin that memory. That, that whole thing is just flooding back for him. He's like, he doesn't want to ruin that. And then, luckily, there's Barney. He's done listening to his shit. He just tells him to crap or get off the pot. Which I, I love how the, the line before that comment, though. The meter's running. Yes, the meter's running, Ted. Crapper, get off the pot. And the cabbie's like, he like kind of shakes his head like, yeah, the, you know, the meter <laughs> is running, you know? <laughs> uh, so Ted runs over to the bakery. He he looks inside. He sees her. I got to say, Victoria there, way hotter than Victoria at the wedding. That's just me. I, a girl, like, her hair looked better to me. Her in her, like, street clothes looked better to me. It did it for me. I don't know why. <laughs> I will say this, though. I don't know what she was frosting that cupcake for, but that cupcake was not professional looking. Fair enough, man. <laughs> but in the moment of, like, maybe it was, like, a base layer or something, I'll forgive it. <laughs> However, uh, though, I agree, though. Like I said before, Ashley Williams is a beautiful fucking actress. It's true. And Josh Radner is very fucking lucky that he got to share time with her. Because I would gladly sell my soul for that. Absolutely. Uh, and as soon as you know he goes in, as soon as she sees Ted, she runs to him and they kiss. And that is the end of that episode, John. So I discovered while doing some research an interesting little tidbit. So with most shows, especially sitcoms, in their first season, there there's always that worry that you're going to get canceled after yeah. your after your first 13 cuz that's like a that's a thing. Yeah. Um you get your first 13 and then if they want they order a back 9. Is is this the tidbit of how Victoria was supposed to be the mom if they got canceled? Yeah, that was the worry uh is was that if they did get canceled after 13 episodes, Victoria would have been the mother. That was the plan. I um, had heard because that. because it was always planned to have Ted meet the mother at a wedding that Ted would attend. And that is why he meets Tracy at a wedding later on, because that was still always the plan. I had heard the thing about Victoria, and I I always thought that that was really sweet, because, like like I said, in my personal opinion, besides Tracy, taking Tracy off the list, because obviously Ted does marry her, 
Victoria's the number one yeah. person on the list of people that I think should have been. Yes. Like now, I gotta say, I think this would have made for an amazing limited series. One season, thirteen episodes. Ted tells the story. You know, it starts with Robin. Both Ted and Robin move on from one another. Yeah, he finds the love of his life. That Boom. would have been phenomenal. Boom! A perfect moment. A perfect just one season show. Obviously, I'm glad that we got more because I love this show so much. But it would have been a phenomenal way to do just a one season limited series. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that is uh, episode 13. Uh, drum roll, please, John. What are your overall final thoughts on the episode? Probably, like, because I, I think, like most people, these two episodes, like, 12 and 13, roll together for me. Yes. It's, it's pretty much one episode. These two episodes, man, I love them. Like, yeah. it's the introduction to Victoria. I love Victoria. I never wanted her to leave. Yeah, I agree. She's a fantastic character. Like, I'm thinking about oh, it already, and, like, I'm already starting to tear up, like. And I love that we do, that she does come back later on. Uh, in the show, you know, after she goes two different times, man. Yeah, that's true. She does. She does. We get some some good stuff with her. I'm, I'm excited to be talking about Victoria in the next coming episodes. It's going to be good. I'm excited for that. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. I love the kind of back and forth learning the story and, and what everything that happened. It felt very, um, similar to what was the episode where they were uh oh the 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 pineapple incident where he's trying to figure out what happened so like but instead it's we as an audience are trying to figure out what happened and also they're just they're trying to learn who she is it's like a mystery yeah you know and i like that i like those types of episodes so uh i was i was very pleased to uh to to sit down and watch these uh a few times so uh yeah but now is it a fair comparison to say that the the McLaren's gang could be referred to as a modern version of the Scooby gang. Two girls, two <laughs> sure, guys, and Barney's the dog. Why not? <laughs> that is very true. Um why did they never do like a like a weird like dr- like uh, like daydream sequence of that? How hilarious would that have been? I mean, think about it. I mean, when you really break it down to that, you got the two girls who would be Del- uh, Daphne and Velma. Yeah. You've got the two guys who would be Shaggy and Fred, yeah. which I mean, obviously Ted, Ted would be, have been Shaggy. Yeah, Robin would have been Velma. Velma. Robin, oh, yeah. Rob, yeah, and then obviously Daphne and and Fred would have been yeah. uh, Lily and Marshall. Dude, it was perfect. And and Lily's a redhead, just like Daphne. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marshall's tall like Fred. And I mean, I they mean, don't even have on. to dress Barney up as like Scooby at that point. He could literally just be like. Hey, baby. She's like, you stupid dog. Like, that would have been a hilarious bit for a Halloween episode. <laughs> like, the gang goes as, like, the Scooby gang. Yeah. Like, it's a whole group. Oh, my thing. God. They could have done it when Robin was dating Scooby. That would have been funny, too. I think it would have been a good, like, um, like I don't know if you... How much of the like, Big Bang Theory you watched? They did. They did a, an episode where there was a, a costume contest, and they all showed us the Flash. Well, 
I mean, they all start that way, but they wind up all going as the Justice League. Ah. And so, like, it's a group costume contest. Yeah. I think that would have been a great way to do that. See? That would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. A group costume contest. Like, they already did a costume contest this this season. We got yeah. the, 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 the pirate and the parrot. The pirate um, and parrot. They could have done one later on where I think that would have been awesome. Ah, missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. But anyways, uh, it is that time of the episode that we like to call Barney's Blog. That's right. Suit up, bitches. It's time for (laughs) the blog. Suit up, bitches! (laughs) Uh, All right. So this uh, edition of the blog is uh, titled Breaking Down Bridesmaids. It uh, was written on Tuesday. Again, another Tuesday. January 24th of 2006 at 5.45 p.m. Uh, And this kind of, this whole blog is a series of graphs and charts charts and stuff like that of Barney, like the title says, breaking down uh, bridesmaids by the numbers. Uh, which I can bring up the graphic of the three. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, I highly recommend going into the to the fandom wiki page and looking up the the Barney's blog entry for this because then you can get the visual of uh, all the stuff. So here we go. We got three different uh, charts here. Uh, we got the event versus how late you will get. He's got parades, uh, someone else's wedding. Natural disasters and your own wedding. Uh, your own wedding, you know, surprisingly small. You know, it's a small chance there. But someone else's wedding, that's a, that's a very high uh, percentage that you will probably get laid. Apparently, parades. He hasn't had much luck at parades. I, don't I know. wonder why. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, then we've got percent of bridesmaids drunk at reception. We've got the blue slice, which is about a third of the slice, is pretty drunk. And then the other two-thirds of the slice are really drunk. So apparently the bridesmaid's just getting drunk here, you know? And he uses these numbers, you know, to kind of calculate how he's going to maneuver his way through the wedding, you know, how he's going to uh, get, you know, hooked up with, with some bridesmaids. And then we got one more. It says percentage of unclaimed bridesmaids. Uh, uh, you know, and it says at the bottom, minutes into the reception. So starting... Has you know when the reception starts, you know hundred percent. You know the unclaimed bridesmaids, but within fifteen minutes, it drops to almost zero. So you got to move quick. You know, oh. uh, you got to move super super quick when it comes to uh, the bridesmaids. There, um, it, he says in in the blog post here says uh, you must move. With the urgency and precision of a SWAT team kicking down the door, deciding who's a civilian and ghosting the bad guys before they can fire back. Strategy: Your target is the second hottest bridesmaid. As we we see that is what he does yeah. in in the episode. Says, trust me on this one. Her natural jealousy of the first hottest bridesmaid, which has been simmering in her small but attractive uh, breast since the rehearsal dinner will make her an absolute maniac in bed. If you miss the second hottest bridesmaid, immediately initiate your system of mental triage. Scan the room for identical dresses, 
and prioritize them in order of hotness, quickly eliminating those wearing wedding rings from your horizontal dance card. Finally, never forget that bonus points are awarded for scoring multiple bridesmaids, separately and together, naturally. Ergo, if you find yourself betting a dud, you can still salvage the evening by sweeping back through for seconds. Leave no bridesmaid unturned. This guy, I Barney seems like the kind of guy whose favorite movie, if it wasn't Top Gun, would wedding be crashers. would be Wedding Crashers. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. Because <laughs> he seems oh. like that's his lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that uh, that's the blog. Are you, you, you going to share the visual of the picture of the graphs? I did. It didn't it was, go up. Oh, it was right here. Oh, yeah. it didn't go up on my screen. Oh, oh, it, yeah, it, it went up for for everybody else. Is it there for you now? It is now. Okay, so yeah, those are the graphs for anybody who wants to see them. Uh, there they are. One more time, uh, you get. The uh, uh, okay. how, you know how late you're gonna get the the drunk at reception and the unclaimed bridesmaids ones yeah so it's uh it's good times man it's good times so uh, any any last thoughts before we wrap this up Johnny boy no no all right well then everybody let everybody know where they can find you on the internet if they want to uh, you know share their thoughts with you or berate you for your thoughts whatever I mean you want to find me I'm on Facebook. It's J. John Made. If you want to go over to Twitter, you can find me right down here at Simply Sane J. One. That corresponds with my personal podcast, Simply Sane with J. The Not Your Mama's Podcast, uh, where I talk about myself and every once in a while I have a guest, which is always Josh, uh, because who knows my life better than me except for him. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's always that. Find me on either one of those. I could talk about anything from myself to wrestling to, excuse me, my geekdom or nerdum. I'm yeah. pretty pretty well versed in a lot of things. It's true. And if you want to find Josh, I'm going to steal your thunder on this one. You can <laughs> find Josh. Uh, he is Josh Rayner. That is at J P R A Y N O R. That's right. Got it right yes. this time. That's right. You can also find me right down there at Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with Movie Blog. If you're watching the show, you are right there on the YouTube channel uh, for Merc with a Movie Blog. Be sure if you like what you hear, like what you see, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, smash it, pull in the power of the Hulk and smash that shit, and then hit that little bell so you know whenever we drop a brand new episode. Sure. Uh, also, if you haven't checked it out yet, check out the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer reaction that uh, me and John did on there. It's fantastic. I mean, don't just check that one out. He's <laughs> done a bunch of reviews, great reviews. He recently did one for uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It's true. Uh, my God, that's a great, That's a, for one, just a great trailer. His yeah. reaction by far is amazing as well. I mean, you can see a lot of expression in his face. He might even take his shirt off. It's possible. You never know. Uh, I mean, I'd probably get negative views on that, but you never know. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Your views might also go up, though. They might. Uh, Also, be sure to check us out, as you see at the bottom, uh, at Last Call, H-I-M-Y-M, on Twitter. Uh, You know, we're there. We're, you know, I'm active. I like to see what people have to say. Always, always willing to chat with you guys. Leave questions, comments about future episodes. We'll... Talk about them on air. 
uh, before, you know, if, as long as you get them in before we record, yes. then, then we will definitely do that. Um, and share memes and shit. I love to see funny things. Absolutely. Just let me see it, man. At Whoa, last dude. call, H-I-M-Y-M. Hey, Please buy me dinner first. I didn't say what, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but this has been Season 1, Episode 13 of How I Met Your Mother on Last Call at McLaren's. John, what do you got for him? Hey, you guys don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. That's right. Catch you next time. Peace, mother.